Okay, first of all, welcome to all the new people. This is so nice. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, okay, so welcome back to everybody. Welcome back from Israel. I feel like I need to hear about everybody's Israel trip. London is amazing. Okay, welcome back. We're up to the like 21st week, which is like pretty, like we're, we're doing pretty well. I was saying last week that I already got nervous that like we're almost finished. And then I'm like, no, you know, we're going to go back and we're going to do it like even deeper. Like, you know, like when we do it deeper. Um, okay, so I think what got us to this point um, is what we're starting to realize now in the later chapters is that everything that we've been learning in the beginning was like really preparing us for this. So we threw out like all these names. I forgot who it was. Someone's like, I love the beginning chapters. Because I'm like, yeah, because it wasn't like actually like putting it practically into use. So in the beginning, it's like all theoretical. This is so nice. But like now it's like we're here and we always spoke about the concept of like meditation, meditation, meditation. And today's the day we're going to learn how to meditate. So we're going to get started. Um, You know how like in the beginning we were saying like literally in the beginning of the chapters, we were saying how this concept of emotions gives like birth to, like how are emotions born? Remember we spoke about this? This was like all the way, I feel bad, we're out of chairs already, but no, they're in the kitchen. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, I really need to make an iced coffee machine. Every time somebody walks in with their iced coffee, I'm like, I should be, okay, iced coffee station next week. If you come into our show, like at any point, they're like, oh, we really should have cookies here. And they're like, okay, now there's cookies. And like, oh, we should really have coffee and tea. And now there's coffee and tea, so we'll do that. Um, okay, so we spoke about all the way, all the way in the beginning, we spoke about the concept of creating emotions, okay? How do we create emotions? Where's like the emotion store? Where do we get them from? Ah, there we go. We have Chachma Bina Das on top. And then all of those things, let's let's say are literally in your head, create the emotions from your body down, okay? So before we get into it, let's just discuss emotions in general. There's two main emotions, and then what we're going to talk about today is the emotions of awe, which is like sometimes referred to, let's say in Hebrew it's yira, but sometimes we say it as respect, okay? Awe is like a drop of a scarier version than respect, but like like awe. Like I can't think of awe with my parents, I think of like awe with Hashem, but there is a concept of respect. And the other like emotion that we're going to speak about is ahava, which is love. Okay, so we have Yira and Ava. Okay, those are the two emotions that we're going to start with today. And we go back to the beginning and we talk about the store, like where do we get the emotions, where do they come from? They come from generating Chachma and Bina and Da. So let's just go back to that for one second and then we'll take it one step further. So how do we say, where does Chachma and where does Bina and what is Das and how does the fusion of that create emotions and the things that we think about and the things that we feel about? Anybody remember? Chachma like the idea? Yeah. Chachma is like this like burst of energy. It's this idea. It's greatness. It's something big. And then what? But it's also limitless, right? It could be endless. It can be anything. Bina, right? Bina is actually the Hebrew word vayiven chava. Like when chava was born, when chava was created, it says vayiven chava, that he built within the nature of femininity this concept of bina, which is to be able to take things, break it down, and develop it. And I like... For those of you who know me, like I have a Bina. And I remember when I named her Bina, like I was just learning this concept. And I remember we were like driving. I'm like, I found out that I was having a girl. I, I know what I'm having always with my kids. And even though I say I don't, but I really do. And I remember like, hey, what are we going to name her? And at that point, all my grandparents were alive. And I was just like, okay, you know, like my grandmothers <laughs> were alive. And I was just like, okay, what are we going to name her? So we went to like the H.com list and we started going down names. And we got to Buria and I was like, oh, I love the name Buria. And then I was like, oh, but she had a hard life. She lost her children, whatever. And then we came down to the next one. We saw Bina. And I was like, 
Don, Bina, I love it. And we used to like run our names by like Ramush Weinberger all the time because like I just wanted to know when it comes to naming a kid, especially when it's not from like a family. It's like I want to just make sure. And he was like, Bina Yaseira, I love it. It's like a feminine trait. And then I was like, okay, happens to be blind her. She's a smart kid, but Bina doesn't necessarily mean smart. Bina means to be able to take it and develop it. But if these two things are on the either side of the room, if we have Chachma on one side and we have Bina on the other side, how how does that create something if they're two separately, right? Like I have an idea, I have the technology to develop it, but what do I need to fuse it together? Das. Das is which is what we refer to as that like balancing trait where it's kind of like application of the Chachma and the Bina and then it creates something. But that only happens, Das, through focus. So we spoke about the concept of having, of being focused. And when you think about something that you want and you focus in on that, that's what gives birth to the emotions, okay? So that was just like a reminder from like chapter three, okay? Then we went even further in like 16 and 17 and we started talking about a whole thing about meditation. And we said, right, remember after we built up our lexicon and after we understood who the Tzadik and the Russian and the Benuni are, all of a sudden we said, okay, so now what do we do? Now we know what to do. We know we know to control ourselves. We know action, action, action. And we, hit, we know that we can control our outsides. But just serving Hashem like that is a little boring. So we said we need emotion, right? So then in 16 and 17, anybody remember? How do we say, how do we meditate then? Like if we want to create emotions to love Hashem, right? How do we create that? Through Tzvunos, through going through slowly, like every single day, like getting to the point, 16 and 17, remember, was very, very slow. It was like, it could be a whole lifetime that you work on it. And that's creating slow little baby steps and saying, okay, I can connect this to Hashem, I can connect this to Hashem, by the end of the day, I'll have a full-blown love for Hashem, right? But at the end of the day, it could mean when I'm 100, right? So let's say I want to go faster, and we said, oh, there's another way you could churn out emotions, and you can develop that, and that's very, very fast, and that was in 18 through 25, and that was... Ava Misutas! Oh, we have, like, teacher's pet up here, you know? It's amazing, I love it. No, it's good. It's right. No, it's all about the terms. Like once you have the terms, but here's the crazy thing. Like Ava Misuteris is a latent love. So love, bring that back. And that's how we develop emotions, but that's how we develop emotions in a fast way. So we said, how do we create emotions? Through Chachma Bina, developing it through Das. Then what do we do? Do them slowly. Slow is not good. Make them fast. Then we took a whole nother like side detour and we spoke about all the things that would make us not happy, right? We spoke about all our shame and all our guilt and all the apathy, right? And now we're starting to come back to like actually practically use it. So I remember like all the way back in the beginning, I was like, we're going to learn about meditation, but we're going to do it in like chapter 40. Like, and here we are and it's chapter 40 and we're going to start to learn how to develop these emotions and how to feel connected to Hashem. Okay. So now if we have these two ideas of love and awe, how do those work in a relationship? Like, is one more important? Is one more foundational? Does one have to become before the other? Can you have a relationship that's just love? Can you have a relationship that's just awe? Think about it. You, you need balance. You need both, right? What? Otherwise, you have fear. If you don't love that person, then you just fear. So let's think of... It's the concept of like Hashem being referred to as your king and your father. Exactly. So you can't just be a servant, but you can't also just be a child. That's it. Right. That's actually exactly what the Balatani says. Did you read chapter 41? She went ahead. You know those kids who like go ahead like in school and they're like, I know the answer. Okay. No, but that's exactly what it says. Right. I'm always giving BYU shout outs. You should give me Zaka Jermayer shout outs. Yes, I know. Um, So the idea where 
You can't have one without the other. So now we know that we can't have one without the other. Now the question is, is one more foundational? That doesn't mean more important. It means is it one more foundational than the other? Yes. Yes? You feel like love is more foundational? Okay, so explain that. Is all respect the same thing or no? All respect are really the same thing. Just because you love someone. Right. So you know what's so interesting? Because we primarily, what the way that you just said it is like do, when you associate love, the first thing that should pop into your head is do. Let's say I want to show somebody I love them. I want to give more to them. I want to expand myself. Love is about doing. We happen to have 248 mitzvos that are doing, right? The things that we're supposed to do, the mitzvos ase. Honor your parents. By the way, honor, which you think maybe is respect. Honor is not. Honor, kavod, is actually doing. Like when you're supposed to honor your parents, you're supposed to do for them. You're supposed to bring them food. You're supposed to drive them. You're supposed to pick them up. You're supposed to be doing, even though you think honor, maybe respect is not, pulling back. So when we talk about love, it's always in the state of doing. It's a state of like what we call in Hebrew, like hishpastos. Like Hashem is giving himself, spreading himself, making bigger. Another, by the way, byword for love and for chesed and doing is godless. Like if you ever hear, we, we explain Hashem as like gedula. Gedula is like another word for chesed. Think about it. When somebody is a big, giving, loving person, you know those people, like conjure up this like image of somebody in your mind that you're like, that's a big person. When you say big, you mean in terms of what they're able to do, their impact on this world. So when you love somebody and you want to give them more of that and show them that, that self-expression ends up being doing. However, the opposite, and this is maybe why love is not foundational, and I'm going to go back one second, hold on, but I like what you said because it is about doing. If love is about doing, then awe and year on respect is about boundaries, like not doing. So like the opposite of the, like, would be like the 365 los assays. Like, don't do this. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't, right? And it's funny. I always think, like, why are there more don'ts than do's? One doesn't cancel out the other. The more that you don't do, the more that you step out of the way, like you said, like, like boundaries, that's more of a year approach. So chesed and gvura, chesed is giving, kindness, love, I love you. Gvura is restraint, which is holding back. So now we're not talking about Chachma Bin anymore. We moved down from the intellect and now we're going down to the body. And the right hand represents Chesed, which is giving, which is doing, which is action, which is putting myself out there for the person that I love, giving them more, going to the seasons at seven o'clock in the morning to buy ring pops because you're the Shabbos mommy, because I love you, I will do things for you, right? Boundaries would be like, you should have reminded me on Tuesday you're the Shabbos mommy. And now it's Friday and I'm going to hold back from getting everything you do. Obviously, if the kid is a young age, sorry, I'm talking about a six-year-old, then it's fine. We could do it for her. But when a kid gets a little bit older, you're like, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do for you to the point where it's not even anymore because there are no boundaries. Okay? So if chesed is giving and gedula is kindness is love, then yira is restraint, pulling back, holding back boundaries. Okay, so let's do this like typical scenario. I never know, like, should I paint a picture of a teenager? Should I paint a picture of a husband? Should I, like, what's the picture that we want? What's the image that we want to work on, right? Like, I always try to say this. Okay, so let's say like Chase Tab gives this amazing example and he can make fun of himself because he's a guy, so it's okay. So I'll say it in like the shame him so that I don't, it's not like you're thinking, I'm thinking about my husband because he's always on time. But the story of the husband who will, show up late after work, not call, not text, not, not even like check in. But when they come home, they bring a dozen roses because it's his wife's favorite flowers. 
So obviously the ideal would be for him to come home on time and bring roses. But here he didn't come home on time, but he brought roses. So where's the, where's, is there boundaries? Is there love? Like what is, what's, what's that, how does that present itself? Like you come home and he comes home and you didn't speak to him. You didn't hear from him. You don't know why he's five hours late, but he does have roses. So the roses is an expression of love. Being home on time would be an expression of, of respect and boundaries. So how do I look at those roses when he comes home? Yes, <laughs> he's like, I'll take those roses. <laughs> I, I will put them in the vase, but how will I put them in the vase? <laughs> I'll be like, there are thorns on there, right? Or like, <laughs> Even though I'm such a big talker, because sometimes when he's not home, it's like, I got this. I'm super mom. Do you know that feeling? Like, yeah. So it's like, I want to be upset, but it's like he's trying to show love, but when there's no boundaries, I can't even love you when there's no boundaries. I actually think it feels more disrespectful. It's more disrespectful. It takes the love that could have been there. If there would have been even one phone call or even a text of like, hey, I'm running late, my phone is going to die, even that would have been one boundary. That would have been one sense of respect. But because there was no respect and no communication, it's like, take that love that you thought you were giving me and I am going to put that in the garbage. Which feel like what I think of is the, like, the loose acids. It's like, as long as, as long as I'm doing the acids, like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. But which it's one is easier, respect. by the way, which one is easier to do? Now that we're talking about it. I mean, the respect is the more important one. The year is more but important if, because that love can come, let's say, after. That's the answer, no, the right? Is like the worst kind of thing. It's the worst kind of thing, right? It's like when people are like, "I love everybody. I don't have any best friends," and I'm like, "You love everybody. That means then everybody's equal, and you're all like, it's it, it can't be like that. If if it's all love, then and then especially no boundaries, and that love becomes not love anymore either. So it's like you've lost the love. It's very self-centered, exactly. So it's all about, it's like, I know that you like roses, so I'm going to get it for you, but I'm disrespecting every single boundary leading up to that. So then it's like a little, it's manipulative. It, it's manipulative. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, I, whole, like, thing, like, I, like, <laughs> I know, that's how I was like, should we do right, teenager yeah, or should we do marriage? Well, like, it's okay, we can do both. Well, like, we can, we can. Issues, like, not like in general, it's a very broad theme, but I feel like there is a common theme of like not respecting each other, which is the worst thing because like, Right, right. So I think that what we're realizing well, from these examples is that, that it's harder. The, the boundaries is harder. Sometimes the boundaries is much harder, right? To do things. So Let's say, like, to go get the ring pops and to be whatever. It's harder to be like, no, I'm not. Oh my gosh, it's so much harder. So much harder to be like, you forgot that you need a triboard and varieties is closed. And <laughs> why is varieties the only place that sells triboards? Like, why can't I just get it on Amazon, right? Right. I left my lunch at home, but I was prepared. Right. So boundaries is much harder, we realize, than doing. And think about it in Yiddish kind of also. It's just so much easier. Sometimes it's just easier to do than it is to not do, right? Like, and honestly, I think this is where the whole conservative reform movement came from because, and I'm not like, whatever, disclaimer, I'm, I'm not, like I didn't study this, but the idea of being able to do without having the boundaries, like going to shul, driving to shul and like, 
I don't know, like to me, the token example is like Larry David, like he's a Jew, right? And then he would like buy tickets for Yom Kippur, for Rosh Hashanah, drive there. All those do's were amazing, but then the don't do's is what's much harder to do. So the love comes easier because love is just flowing, it's giving, where putting up boundaries is much, much harder. So what we realize after this whole husband-daughter conversation, whoever it is who doesn't have boundaries, is that boundaries come first. Yira has to come before it comes to love. Before you start to say, Hashem, I love you. I want to find a place where I can respect you. Now, respect is very deep because respect is, if love is giving, 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 respect is holding back. So what can I hold back from myself that will allow you to be you? Do you understand that? Like, what, like okay, I'll give you this example. It happened to me this week. I, I have off this week. Thank you, Hashem. It's so nice when I'm like hanging out with my baby and like getting to do things that like, like I can't do during the week, right? But I forgot what it is to like always be with the baby. So like I went with my husband somewhere and I had the baby with me and he was making like so much noise and it was like very destructive and he was like trying to work and I was like, oh, this is so cute. Bring your kid to work day. And he was like, it is cute, but like really like I need to get work done. And I'm like, okay. And like at that moment I was like, it's going to take a lot of restraint and a lot of respect for me to pick up my baby and like walk out of the room and realize that I am like, you know, cramping his style by me still staying there, even though I was like, oh, but like, I love, I love to hang out with you for the day it's with my nice baby. It's a nice thing too. Right. But I realized that I needed to move out of there. So stepping out of there, like pulling my baby and me walking out of a situation felt like that was respect. That was boundaries. Like we don't have to go so deep into like real serious things. More like I'm trying to work. The baby's in my place. Can you take the baby out? Can you remove yourself so that I can have space? And I realized that it doesn't have to be a grand respect thing. Like this is also having respect and starting to form those boundaries when you could, when it's easy. There's one thing that I've learned from like Tanya is like, like when things are easy for you and like it's not so hard and you're able to do it, just do it. Like, so you see like a scenario is happening with your kid and you're like, I want to respect like you know, their boundaries, but how am I going to do it in a way that's not just giving them, giving them whatever they want? So let's see the lunch example. I'm going to say, you know what? Oh, my delicious, yummy kid. I'm so sorry that you left your lunch at home right now. Mommy can't come. And even if I could, I'm going to show you that I can't because I'm going to resp- I'm going to have put up borders and say, you can't just walk all over me because then we walk around like schmatas, right? Like, and then we like, we get mad and it's like, it's your fault. Like, you know, you set yourself up for this. Like this morning, my son, I dropped him off at school and he's like, two minutes later, he's like, ma, I don't think my Rebbe's here. Could you come pick me up after Shachar's? And I'm like, okay, I could, but I also, I'm learning this morning. And also like, this is happening this morning. And also I didn't really cook Shabbos because I was like out yesterday. So like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like you either get a ride or you're going to Uber. And that was like very much setting up boundaries. So now when I have boundaries set up, I can then build on top of it. And then he can call me and say, oh, I did end up getting a ride. Can I do this? And I'm like, yes. Because once the foundation of a structure of Yira, it doesn't have to be fear. It's boundaries where you can be you and I can be me. Then you could start to layer the love on top. So bottom line, if we want to connect to Hashem, we have to start off with Yira. We have to start off with awe. We have to start off by stepping out of the way to allow him to do something else. And then once we do that, then we can fill it with love. So, okay, these are obviously like silly examples that we were saying, but when it comes to Hashem, it's much deeper. And going inside Tanya, he actually explains how to do it. Okay, yeah. They're not from, they're not this, but like just having put on stolen. Like they're doing the love action as opposed to the hero action. We always say like it's 
better like to do those like little it's, bit like you look at all the Israelis who like are not keeping anything but like oh my gosh they're putting on every day right and like they also like say like if I know we went to a so, for someone they're like just tell them to put on filling every day and you'll be fine right it's I think it's funny because I think that everything that we've always been saying in Tanya and I was like trying to find like the connecting link but I'm not sure exactly where it falls in but let's say like everything that we were saying was you do you do you do even if you don't feel love and then eventually you'll come to love and like last week we delved into Kavana right like we said action 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 but bottom line with the love with the not with the love with the Kavana with intention it blows it up and makes it even greater so I think that even though it's not the same scenario but the idea of just do don't 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 and then it'll come from it so the idea of building boundaries is not like doesn't counteract acts of, of mitzvos. It's, 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 it's something better than nothing. I think it's something better than nothing, but also I think the actions more come from here, and what we're talking about today is emotions come from down get here. Right. I think, well, I think that everything that we were talking about, just do, just do, just do, is more intellect based, whereas today what we're trying to do is try to develop meditation and emotion towards Hashem so that we can do everything better. Does that make sense? Like, what we, everything that we're talking about, action was intellect. Just do it without thinking. Just do it without thinking. And then or eventually you can think. You were saying the relationship doesn't have a basis if there's no all love and love. Right. So a, a, a basis of relationship doesn't have... It's just different levels of connection. Right. Bottom line connection. Is, is... Right. Bottom line right. Is, is the mitzvahs need to be done because here, yes, it connects us, but also on the higher realms of the world... It, it's, it's tikkunos. It's like, it's, it's fixing stuff. Right. Like just also, like, stuff. just saying this, like, he gives the example to his table of, like, it's not just, it's like flavors. Like, it's not like, when you say, like, you love Hashem, you could love Hashem, you could like Hashem, you could sometimes feel connection. He's like, it's, vin- it's not just vanilla, like, I love Hashem. It's vanilla fudge, it's vanilla chocolate, it's cookies and cream. It's like all different ways of feeling of, of, of stirring up emotions. It's so learn, it's, it's, owning it's development, it. it's, right? It's owning it. It's being kona the mitzvah. It's, but doesn't mean that you can't do the mitzvah until you're kona it. Until you actually. Right. You could keep doing it, keep doing it, and then work to develop yeah. the, the emotion behind yeah, it. Yeah, but the goal is together, but the goal is also not to get stuck on the way. Because that's needs to her. Right. Or, like making a chaj Like, right. Just to love, 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 and happy, and, you know, kind of what this generation is about like I don't have to keep this I don't have to keep that I don't have to keep I don't have to keep I'm allowed to use my phone as long as I love Hashem and that's like the disrespect and right. we grew up in a generation where we only need to have respect and there was no love so right really it needs to right. be it needs to be both, both. right, right. Like, I, like I think that's why our kids generation they have the biggest shock like they have, like they have everything coming. They have their grandparents, with, like with all the yira, and they have their parents with like They're all the love and like smothering, and they are going to be like if they if they learn time, if they integrate it. But they have the the, the set. They have the tools. They but definitely have the tools. You hear teenagers say, "Oh, I don't need to do that. Hashem loves me. I love right. Hashem." And I'm like, 
What's wrong with that? Now I understand it. Right. They're missing that. They're but missing also that respect. They're right. Teenagers. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Twenty-five year olds. Right. Okay. But right. Whatever it is, if someone is in that space, right. And they're we actually can't guide them if we don't know what's wrong. No. If they're actually in that space and they really do work on that connection, they're going to eventually want to integrate and do more. If they're right. going right. on that, but it's real. If it's real. Right. But it's real. Right. Somebody use that excuse to do whatever they want. Right. 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 So this they're missing it. Yeah, it's it's wrong. Right. Okay, so here we'll start off inside. So he says in in, in Perak Mem Aleph, right? Forty one. Okay. So he says, Rashis Avoda, you have to remember the most important thing. What's the ikar? What's the shoresh? He says, Ki Hayira he has shoresh Because even though we learned that the root of something the, like, what is, what is the root of any, when it comes down to any relationship, what's the root? What's the shoresh? The shoresh has to be yira. As a kid, I think we're scared of yira. By the way, people who were, like, connected to only yira ava and not yira. Yira is not fear, right, I it's know. It's awe. It's like, I'm so in awe of you, I just want to do for you. Right. That's yira. Right. That's and I think it. that people think, like, and oh, maybe I, I can't get to that. Like, yes. Right, right. And by the way, like, I, somebody told me this when I was in seminary. I think it was, like, Revitson Heller. It's for Heller. She said that, like, all men need is respect and all women need our love. And that's the way, that's the relationship that they, that, that they communicate. So if you want to strip it all down, masculinity needs respect where femininity just needs love. It's so interesting. Right? We just told the flower is not true. And Hashem obviously is both. But obviously, we, we know, we need both. But this idea where, think about it, when it says honor your parents, right? It says, Kabi es avicha mecha. Because it's much more natural Right, How, and then and then there's the one with the year where we talk about the mother first. What's that one? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, Ishmi ve'avi ma'itirai. That when it comes to your mother, you normally fear your father more, right, than your mother, right? That there's like this like fear, right? Usually, usually not fear, awe, oh, respect. No, it's not right. Cancel, not fear, not fear. Because fear is a negative. Right. right. We're going back second grade. So, uh, so it's, you're much more likely to be that of your father than your mother. So the Torah actually flips it. When it comes to it says honor your father than your mother. And then the yira, it switches to the mother and then to the father. And that's just because naturally that's what we need. So that's what we're looking for. So here we're saying and when it comes to the foundation of the relationship, when it comes to starting to form emotions and meditate on Hashem, how do you start? You don't start saying, I love you, Hashem. You start by starting to fill your mind with words that bring and spur upon awe. So we're not going to even do any fear. We're actually going to say the words, and there's a song for this. Um, there's always a song for it. But um, the concept of like, um, I think Zusha sings it on, anybody ever heard the All Worlds? Lord, you filled All Worlds. It's like um, the Ish Kodesh album. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No? Okay, I'll send it to you after. It said, Hashem is Mimale Kal Alim. No, I can't sing. I do not sing. Mimale Kal Alim, Visavit Kal Alim, right? Umi Beladecha, right? So it's the idea that, so, so how does. It's a Zusha song. Zusha sings it. They, they, they do like a remake of it. They did it. Ish Kodesh put out an insane album. It's like close to like the Chaim Guri one. Um, and it's all these like songs of Hasidah. So he says, how do we start to fill up this idea? How do we meditate on Hashem? So we have to say these words that Hashem is memale kol almim. Hashem 
permeates all the world. Okay, so you have to like, this is like your homework. So you want to know how to meditate. You think this in your mind, that Hashem fills all worlds. That means that if, let's say this was like a circle, a globe, Hashem would be injecting himself into this world at all times. And at the same time that he's in this whole world, he's also outside the whole world. He's also He's also surrounding it. So he's inside and he's outside, which like literally according to science, that makes no sense. If you're in something, you can't be something. And even more than that, the words of Tanya, and obviously this is all for us to, to learn and to read, is that not only does he fill all worlds and surrounds all worlds, everything in this world in comparison to him is nothing. So you can't be like, oh, Hashem is greater than, this, than the ocean or the sands of the seas, right? Because Hashem is the sand and is around the sand and surrounds the sand and is, is everything and you can't be compared. So it's this like slow meditation that we start to say and to think. So whether you want it to be with a candle or you want it to be with an ear pod in your ear or just on a walk or a jog, start off your day with this concept and this will develop this emotion of Yira of that Hashem is misovev kol almim, mimale kol almim. Um, I want to just say the actual words inside, like for real. So, um, okay, here it says, um, that his supreme power, which rules over all worlds, upper and lower, and contemplate on the fact that he fills all worlds. This is from the Zohar. And he transcends all the world. So Hashem is, fills the earth and he's outside of it. So like, it's very hard to grasp those words. So like, just close your eyes for one second. And think of there's a way that you can understand how Hashem could be in all places at once. Or if like you have an example of feeling this moment of like Hashem is in this, he wrote all of this and he's surrounding everything. It's like, a, it is, it's a meditative practice. It's not easy. There's always those people who are like peeking and they're like, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, what could that mean to you? I feel like Hashem is with me and controlling everything around me. Same time, that's boundaries. Yeah. And love. That's boundaries and love. how does that boundaries that leads to love? I know I didn't either. Did I say close your eyes? I, I said close your eyes for one second. Yeah, I know. I was trying to like bring upon what is that stir up inside of you of like Hashem fills all worlds, Hashem surrounds all worlds, Hashem is all worlds. What? It's definitely a calmness, right? Is that like their first step? I see rounds. I thought that Hashem was with me and like orchestrating everything. Like, that's going on in my life. I see that it's all being controlled. And even though that is a very awful moment, it's also a very loving moment. So it's like, oh my gosh, you are everything. You control this whole world. You're doing everything. You're planning everything. You're deciding everything. But not only that, you take it one step further. And then you say, Hashem is this <coughs> incredible, grand, right, you know, orchestrator of everything. And then Baal says, take it one step further. And then you say, Hashem is taking all of that and he's turning it right back at you. And he's looking at you, you specifically, the Jewish people, and even more so you individually. So it's like a very humbling experience when you start to think that. Think about that. Think about what the feeling that awe and Europe and respect bring upon about within you. If it's not giving and it's not doing and it's more like pulling back, what is that Mida? What's that character trait? Humility. 
humility, anava, right? It takes a tremendous amount of anava to say, you're trying to work. I'm here. I'm having a good time. My baby is making noise. I'm going to lift him up and I'm going to walk out of this room. I'm going to step away so that I let you do what you need to do. It's Same thing. the selfishness out of the situation. It's taking the selfishness out of it. It's like literally removing the ego. So it's bitter. So when I, when I started learning about what Bittel is, because like I was always like, oh, Bittel means you're just, yeah, no ego, right? I'm going to fail the test, right? Like, I'm a nothing. My kids are always like, I'm going to fail. And then they come up with 103, and I'm like, I'm not talking to you. Because you know what? There was a kid in my class who used to say this all the time, right? But then there's like the kid who's like, I'm going to fail and actually fail. So like, I feel bad for her. But I'm like, okay, you might actually fail. You, you're getting 103. <laughs> they're in La La Land and they're very happy. They are. Ve- those are the happiest kids. I got a hundred. No, you didn't. You got a seventy. I really got a hundred. My teacher took one for this. I didn't have time. Now there's always those kids who are like, "Look, I wrote it. It's a four. I'm like, eh, "That's a three. And then they're like, "You know." But this idea of bittel, which I never really fully understood, I thought it meant like a lack of self confidence. It's actually not. Bittel means making myself obviously the ultimate conduit for Hashem, but removing the space that, uh, of me, removing my ego to let Hashem fill that space. So making cavities to fill it. Think about it. It's the ultimate, yeah. Right. right. Like, his spotless. Like, you should listen to Nigan his spotless from Chaim Guri, the first song. Is this, oh, there's a song. Yeah, we have a Nigan. And it's, it's removing everything that you think that you are. I'm here. I have a job. I make money. I'm the mother. I'm in charge. Removing all of those layers to make space for something greater. So Yira starts off by saying, I mean, meditation with Hashem starts off by, I am nothing to, compared to you, right? How do I know that? Because you are everything. Not only are you here in this room, you surround this room. You are this room. This is you. Anything that I think that maybe like, oh, my mixer broke this morning, like, oh my God, no, it's not. Hashem's in the mixer. Hashem is the mixer. Hashem decided the mixer should break. And now I'm going to take hal out of my freezer, right? Like all of that has to go through a process. Every single thing that you develop has to go through this root of hispatlas, removing yourself, ego, take away the, the, using gvura to do it. It's a lot of gvura. It's funny. Chesed is just easy. It's like, right? Like the heads of chesed, right? Like in school. Like they're always like the happiest, like from this, the best, right? Chesed is so easy to do. What's much harder? Gvura. Mishmaris. The heads of Lush and Hara, right? Like those girls, right? You know that, right? Like, oh, I was Mishmaris had one year. I don't remember doing anything, but like that's idea of don't do, don't do, don't do. When they walk into the room, everyone's like, oh. When the chesed walks into the room, it's fine because the idea of restraint is much harder. Start off like that, and by doing that, by recognizing that it's Hashem who's the awe, awful, not awe, like awe, awe filled, yes, <laughs> like filled with everything. That's when we start to meditate that makes space for Hashem once Hashem comes into you then you can let the let the let the chesed go let the godless come in let the shefa come in but you have to carve out space to do it if you don't have boundaries in a relationship there's no way there's no container to hold the love right if you think of love as just giving 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 and you don't have anything to catch it then it just spreads all over. Yeah, that's like the hippie movement. Like we just love everybody, but then you don't have anything. And if you think about it, the fact that Hashem created us in a way that the continuation of the Jewish people, have to, the continuation of humanity, has to come about through this process of being able to give and receive, that means that it's built into our nature, this, this ruling, like it's like a physics, a rule in physics, it's a rule in science and biology. In order to have more children, it has to be through giving and receiving 
capturing and then creating something. That means that any relationship stands on this. If this is the paradigm of all relationships, this is for everything in the world. Masculinity and femininity, giving, receiving, but with boundaries. Just one, just one egg. Yeah, we spoke about this, yeah. I'm gonna throw this out there. I wanna hear your feedback. Okay. What if we replace boundaries with structure? No, it's more than that, I think. No. Because I, it's probably not. It's more than that because, when t- let's say an example, like she was giving a marriage, kids, look at just the basis of a Jewish marriage, the only reason why it works right. is because of but the boundaries, and that is... 100%. But, that's not just structure. But it's boundaries. Just okay. saying this because nowadays... Nowadays. Boundaries has... It's very. It's like a buzzword. Yeah, but it's a... Right. It's a buzzword, meaning like... And I think it could be... A lot of people misuse it. Here it's used it's so more like like machitas, like but, yes, but right. Exactly. Use it as walls instead yes. of yes, yes, yes. exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it's meant to build something, right? Sure. Sure. To, it's not supposed to push something away, right? Right. I like that. Balance. So I think that's that is. Hold back. It, Paloma, I'm going to get you in for a minute. No, because you're building something. <laughs> yeah. And the way to build something is you need walls. Right, you need walls. You need walls. You're leaving space for it. No, pulling back means you're building walls. But we need walls. If we don't have walls, we don't Right, right. I didn't say no walls. I said, I just said replace it with... I guess I don't understand the word structure. I need to learn... I don't understand the word structure. You know what it is? Like, I think about this sometimes. Let's, say, let's go back to the biology, right? Let's say when, a, when an egg, right, is reproducing, right? So there's this idea where it splits, and then it splits even more, and splits even more, and splits even more. But what's it called? Blastocyst. Blastocyst, right? Like the zygotes, right? Yes. Okay, we have a scientist here. So the idea where when it splits, it's, it's, if you literally look at the cell, the cell walls have boundaries. And if those walls were to burst or be open, structure. it's called a cell structure. You're right. Okay. It is. It's like a fence. Right. Boundary is limiting. It's not. It's a limiting word because people say, oh, I need my boundaries. I have my boundaries. That's rooted in ego. It's me. That's selfish. It's me. I right. need this. I have my boundaries. But this is the structure of the whole structure. Is like, no. This is a hundred percent. I think you're saying that it's structure because you want to know the whole purpose of this. The whole purpose is a bigger purpose. Right. It's not to. So it has to be. You have to have a structure. A vessel. Right. Okay, a vessel is a structure, right? It has to be, it, it is. Structure, they could be, inter- these words could be used, yeah. People use boundaries, like, whatever, like, I'm sorry, like, yeah, very selfish. So that's what I'm saying, boundaries, nowadays, right. boundaries has a very ego-based connotation, but that's our boundary, like, right. Right. Just like love. Like, work on people, I Right. Right. What about everybody else in this world? Okay. Yeah. Right. Whatever the word boundary triggers. Trigger. Let's use another word. Right. No, but I, I, I think it's or the same thing. I think boundary, structure, healthy all respect, healthy boundaries. Right. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you're a very boundary person. A lot of times they're protecting something. Right. That's not okay. Right. Just like we misuse the word love, let's Let's right, right. Okay, fine. Okay, let's go back. Okay, 
so now, even if you're not, okay, sorry, I feel like we could do a whole mental health class on this. Okay, so it goes like this. Creation is, the whole idea of creation is insignificant to Hashem because Hashem is so great. So if we want to get ourselves into the mindset where we want to have awe and we want to respect and we want to have boundaries, let's say, with Hashem, we have to focus, we have to realize that Hashem created this whole world and then focus his kingship just on us, just on me and the authority of the Jewish people. And he chose us, he wants something from us and that should get you like that should kickstart it like you should really take it personally that Hashem created you and chose to bring back your neshama every single morning like take it personally like in a good way be like okay that means he wants something for me and he created me so now this was the idea to like close your eyes envision this idea and then you see the vastness of the universe you start to feel small you start to feel humble and that's kind of like the takeaway for you and simultaneously you start to feel loved by Hashem so it's like you build this structure of awe in your mind of boundaries of respect and like oh my god Hashem is so great and then you start to open yourself up and let the chesed flow into that let the love flow into that but if you don't have boundaries you're not going to have like we were just saying you're not going to have the vessel to do it and then make it very personal like intensify it go like one step further with it and tell yourself like I am not just of the Jewish people. I'm individual Jew right here in this house. I'm also the feminine energy in this house. I am also possibly the mommy, the grandmother, the, the coworker, whatever, of this situation. What does that bring for me? Like, what should that be for me? And it says that, like, he goes through and he says that Hashem searches all your organs. He searches your heart and he searches your kidneys, which made me start realizing that kidneys must be like a, an emotional organ. Like, there's some emotions related to it, if he's saying that. I feel like in Hebrew, how do you say kidneys in Hebrew? Like, kaved, which is like, is that what it's, is you say? That's a liver. No. What's the kidneys? Right. What's the Hebrew word for kidneys? I forgot. I should look it in. Okay, I'll look it up. But also, it stirs upon this, like, emotional, but, like, also, like, awe and respect, where the heart is, let's say, more of the love. The kidneys are also an emotional organ. And then that's when you start to come, when you start to recognize this concept of bitta. Like, okay. It's kilya. Maybe that's the modern Hebrew word, but it's yeah. not the, the No, maybe it's not the Hebrew-Hebrew word. I'll look it up. Okay, fine. So, and then it's funny because, like, sometimes when you start to think, like, if all I'm supposed to do is remove myself from the situation, I don't know, sometimes I... Kidneys are cited figuratively as a sign of temperament, emotions, prudence, vigor, and wisdom. Oh, look at that. Okay, kidneys. Kidneys are important, anyone. Um, we should, this would be like an ad for um, renewal, um, which is, it's amazing. I know like so many people who've been like personally helped by it, so it's like incredible. Um, okay, so the, this also, by the way, can start to get you to lead to the concept of like, if all I'm supposed to do is remove myself from situations, then what's my purpose here? Right? Like sometimes we could think that. If like I'm just bittle, 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 and I'm just nothing in the, in the eyes of Hashem, then I could start to think then like, wait, why was I even created? So the Balatanya actually gives like a little bit of an answer and says that like perhaps the whole purpose of your existence is to prove the paradox of the fact that Hashem could be in you and all around you and inside of you and is you and all of the world and the sand and the stars and that's what our existence proves. So our existence that we're here is, is the coolest thing. So it gets you into a place of yira, of boundaries, and that's when you start to let it to flow. So um, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka, he actually says that you should be afraid of Hashem as afraid of you are of people, right? Like we give this example, like you're in like amazing savings and your kid is having a tantrum and everyone, and you're like, use your word because like everybody's looking at you in aisle three and your kid is having a massive right but like if nobody was there and the store was closed and if you were at home you'd be losing it on your kid right because you, sometimes we think like oh if Hashem's not watching if, if Hashem's watching it's fine but if other people are watching I'm more scared so Rabbi Yochanan Mazake was like before you do anything think about how that presents in front of other people and this concept of awe will start to lead to, to bring in 
it will start to get you into your behaviors. How we were just talking, like Shana was saying, like, does this have a contradiction with your behaviors? No. But before you start doing action, 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 let this meditative process fill you, let it get you thinking. And then the next nine chapters, we're going to start to talk more about the different flavors of love. Like Yira boundaries is pretty much like step away, create a space, bitol, and now I'm going to let the love fill. And that's what we're going to do like the next eight chapters. Okay. Going to end this here. The meditations. That's what he's doing. The last two classes. Really. Uh, he's doing um, two classes. It was like a meditation, 